Today, we sat down with Trey Belk, who has understood what a lot of us have yet to understand, and that is the world of cryptocurrency and NFTs. Trey does a great job of explaining all this, like what is a digital wallet? Do you need a digital wallet? What are NFTs? Is it something I can just post on Facebook? Or is there more to an NFT? And uh, we also talk about food and his side business, Dallas's House of the Hoagie, and also about community and how important community is for someone who's starting out in something new. Make sure to follow him on all his social medias, which you can find in the descriptions and also at the end of the episode. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for the support for those of you who have been listening since day one. And for the new listeners, welcome. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. We have so many awesome guests on and we can't wait to bring you some more. Welcome the Red Pegasus Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Martin Garcia and Darian Clark. All right, is it about that time? Yeah, that's right. We got another guest. We're pretty stoked about this one. It is our guy, Trey Belk, going way back. Way back. Way back. What's We're good, talking boys? What's good? 16 years, roughly, of, of a friendship here. Trey, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thank you for asking. Yeah, man. I'm um I'm proud to represent and be here today. So thank you for uh, asking me to be out here. Absolutely, dude. Appreciate you coming on and and chatting with us and hanging with us goons. And I'm gonna try to dumb it down, man. So um, yeah. Any kind of questions you have, feel free to shoot them at me. I will. I'm gonna do my best to answer them and relate them back. Cause I learned by making connections. Yeah. So uh, I like it. That's how I'm gonna try to relate my information. Let's do it. So let's just start off easy, Trey. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you want the world to know about Mr. Trey Belk? <laughs> man, right now, man, I'm just a dad right now. Yeah. You know, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I got a, uh, shoot, she's going to be two in January. I know you just had a baby as well. Yeah, yeah. How's that going? It's going, man. You got two. Yep. We just had our two. second, so. You got two girls. Yep. Two girls, a yeah. three-year-old and a six-week-old. So I got a eight-year-old boy. Okay. And then a uh, you know, almost two-year-old girl. Nice. So congrats. Um, thank you. Keeping you on your toes. Man, <laughs> you already know what it is. <laughs> hey, you already know what it is. Do they do they have different personalities or are they the same person? So far, they're the same exact person. Ooh, but you know, it, it it takes a minute for the personality to kick in. I got you. But um, yeah, so far they are the same exact girl. Different babies from the get-go. Yeah. Really. And different babies from the get-go. And uh, Ava has an advantage for sure, and uh, you can it's, it's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious, man. <laughs> she she has a she has, it's Ava and Aiden. Okay, you know, and uh, Ava she has an advantage. Yeah. It, it's fun to watch her personality just kind of like blossom because we're in a better place now than yeah yeah eight years ago. Totally, you know. Yeah. So she gets to just experience that little less stressed environment. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah. You know. Oh, no, it's always it's always tough. Uh, I'm not speaking from experience here compared to you guys, but I can assume that it's pretty tough, you know. Especially, um, obviously, no one knows what it's like to be a parent. No one knows how to be a parent when they first start off. So, yeah, I applaud the both of you, gentlemen, for hey, uh, doing doing pretty well so far. <laughs> doing pretty well so far. We don't have a Dahmer yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's hope we We're don't. We're not cutting any animals over. <laughs> Have you been checking out that? Did you check it out on Netflix? I watched it. My wife had a hard time. Uh, she didn't get through it. Dude, yeah. And I had to slowly watch it because it, it pissed me off so much. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? It, just made, it just made you so 
uh like on edge just like weird headed like it just yeah. did not feel yeah like it was possible right and then they have another uh, follow-up documentary about it that's real really yeah go watch that <laughs> they're both on netflix right i think i've seen them they're both on netflix okay and uh dude I don't know that, if I that could, brings man. it home even more yeah so yeah all right i watched it uh, you haven't seen it i haven't seen it yet um do you like that kind of stuff <laughs> i can't i don't like it per se but i can like handle it like i can handle gory stuff yeah. like that but when it gets creepy like Dahmer, i don't know if that it, that's a different story it's eerie how accurate they got it yeah that's what's eerie that's about. crazy dude I, I mean i can handle some <laughs> horror stuff i can handle some gory stuff but dude you're talking about that that's a whole nother level it's so whole nother i don't level. think i can do it dude man but that's crazy anyway moving on trey were you born and raised in dallas I may no. know this already, but please remind us. <laughs> I feel you. What are your ties to Dallas? So, actually born in Gary, Indiana. Okay. And then Naperville, Illinois to Dallas, Texas. Okay. Farmer's Branch. Hell yeah. You know. And you moved here when? Shoot. You were little, little? 2003. Okay. So I, right. still, I still rock Bears plates. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I thought it was Illinois because I remember you being a Bears fan. Hey, I still rock That's Bears right. plates. That's right. You know. But, nice, uh, nice. Tough sledding so far. But hey, a bright future. Fields. He, yeah. He's coming through, man. Yeah. I mean, we got, so I looked at the tickets for where I want to sit. It's about 300 apiece. Yeah. 380. Maybe. Yeah, I gotta go to a George Drake concert as well. I already paid for it, but yeah. and that's gonna step some cash. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you're talking about a grand when all that's said and done on tickets alone, bro. <laughs> so nosebleeds, it might be, you know, if we're doing yeah. it. You, you gotta know. do what you gotta do. Yeah. Nah, man. But what I want people to know about me, man, I, I, like I said, husband, father, uh, and at this point, I'm just I want to influence people if I can to dabble into web three you know any any way i can do you understand do you have an idea of web three web three is that what you're saying yeah web three i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry i do not know what web three is at all <clears throat> Trey honestly. is like the most relaxed person <clears throat> in the world so he's yeah. like talking very soft oh i guess so this is i'm just but you, you know, know you're good you're good do you know martin what web three is i give me a uh, give me a think i do so there we go web one was like the start of the internet with go. the email exchange articles okay exchange. Okay. okay web two is the yep. social media the facebook the youtube blogs stuff like that mm. and then web three is what i'm uh, assuming is like basically into the digital world in a sense yeah yeah, like yeah. Digital... Ready player one which everyone seems to yeah associate that's with it. it's uh more it's like that augmented reality of digital ownership okay yep and um it's it's trying to break that down for people to make them understand that we're already kind of here mm -hmm. <laughs> yep and it's it's uh getting ahead of this this little curve right here it's like you know the the differences in crypto isn't fully understood and the name cryptocurrency makes it very confusing because they're not really all currencies okay mm -hmm. you know like do you, you said you didn't do too much crypto so far yeah. yeah do you have any bitcoin i do not know i have not dabbled in this at all i got you, do you and, know I, and it's partly because i'm a skeptic right but i'm here to no, no, have no. my mind changed so what are you skeptic about that makes i just it easy too. just the the thought of all my stuff not being physically here yeah is like it could be gone in an instant right you know just like your a download can be gone in an instant because of say a virus you know Ooh. everybody knows about that 
but something that can't be here physically. I mean, I guess physically things can be gone in an instant, but you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I got like, you. Kind of like, I guess I would kind of say what Darren, I'm going to try and interpret what you're saying. Like if on Spotify, you know, like everyone was listening to that Taylor Swift album, hot yeah. off the press. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't want anything to do with Spotify. So they take her music off. It's like, well, you're paying for the service. Yeah. You're right. kind of hoping to pay for her music. <clears throat> right. And now it's just gone. So like you don't have it anymore. Exactly. But if you had the CD, yeah. you would have had there it you with you yeah. the whole time. Thank so you, I, yeah. I yeah. think it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody else has it. Somebody else has access just like to lending it. it to you almost yeah. in a way. Yeah. I don't have full ownership of it there per you go. se. You don't. Yeah. But you, you never have full ownership of your assets either. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. You got to think about it from both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, if the government wants to shut you down and take you out, you never have full ownership of those assets. Yeah, that's true. So it's actually, when you have Bitcoin, we were talking about this earlier, it's having custody of your asset now. So Bitcoin, you're able to, it's weird, even though it's a digital token, you're actually able to almost take it off of the internet or off of an exchange or off out of a bank mm-hmm. and own it yourself so that no one can take it from you and only you could give it away. Okay. And it's, it's a... Bitcoin itself is just a fractionalized ownership of stored value. Okay. And it's just allowing one person to trade and anonymously or, you know, on record value for value from right. one person to another. Right, right. And um, the, more, the more and more people use it, the, the scarcer it gets, and there's less and less in supply. Yeah. Okay. You know, versus how we continuously print money in this country. Right, right. So it's it's basically a hedge against a dollar. You're betting that your dollar is going to be worth less than this token, just like you would your house. Mm-hmm. And your Bitcoin is really not meant to be ever sold for dollars. It's meant to be hedged against because it's an asset. Okay. It's not really a currency. Okay. Nice. Just like your house. Gotcha. You take a mortgage out against it. Yep. When you need something. Yep. You do the same with your Bitcoin. Okay. And these are the things you can do with cryptos nowadays that are stores of value. And there's different types of cryptos that have different purpose because some are systems that are uh, software. Okay. You know, and uh, the crypto just allows the software to move back and forth. Okay. So, <clears throat> uh, like Ethereum, that's that's going to be the next generation, or is the next generation right now of a crypto. It's, it's called a smart contract platform. A smart contract basically is something that allows an asset to travel from one person to another based off of certain terms that are met that are agreed upon without there being a person there to make it happen. Okay. So like if you had an insurance policy that said uh, on some corn that said when it hit 30 degrees, you would get paid out a certain amount of money in Texas because uh, you, you lost, you lost all your crop. Okay. You wouldn't have to wait as long for someone to verify that your temperature hit a certain temp, you lost your crop, you would, like a normal insurance company would yeah. do on a fast okay. farmer. This smart contract will say, boom, it hit a certain temp there, mm-hmm. send him the money automatically. And that's just part of a contract, social contract, or a systematic contract. And um, this can be used on a bunch of different levels. Okay. So, this, and, and that's why it's so uh, controversial. It's, it can take down so many different systems that we already have in place like identity insurances yeah you know uh stores of value our our uh idea of just 
uh, social wealth because we have social tokens nowadays. You mm. can have a, you know, a Pegasus token that you gave out to listeners, you know, mm. and you rewarded those listeners for holding the token or using it in some type of way. Mm. So there's all different ways to assess value nowadays, and that's what right. people are doing. Yep. And that's why you're seeing such sharp declines in uh, the way we work. Yeah. You know? okay. um, so I don't know. I've been messing with the volumes just to make sure that we're all good here. Um, Trey is our uh, aficionado when it comes to <laughs> crypto and NFTs. So yes. the whole purpose of, did you say this already? No. I, no. Okay. Oh, so okay. Uh, we're hoping that Trey can join us today and kind of like dumb it down for a lot of the people who are very... Um, skeptical or, or just confused about it you know it's a big change obviously everyone is hesitant towards change. yeah so yeah. hopefully trey can make this transition a little bit easier what i wanted to uh ask you is like you obviously know so much about this but like where did all of this start where did the the like, love for this crypto and web3 uh begin it's weird it's a weird story um <laughs> do you uh you you buy both. Do you remember uh, Tyler Daniels or Mouse? Oh yeah, you remember yeah. Mouse? Yeah, definitely. Okay, peace, brother. Right, right, right. Yep. That's like my best friend, man. Growing up, you yeah. know. So uh, my first exposure to crypto was with him. Really, really. Yeah, man. And it was in shoot like twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fourteen, and we used to buy Bitcoin to do sketchy things on the internet. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Nicely said. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's what we used it for back in the day because it was a, this anonymous form to do sketchy things. Yeah. And that's what we thought it was purpose for, not for anything else. We didn't know that this thing was at the time worth $5 and could grow to be 60K one day. We were just using it as a means of transaction. Right. Like it was intended for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we weren't speculating on this token or accumulating it for any kind of reason. Right. You know, so then we, you know, stopped doing that and uh, just kind of fell off of whatever, you know, we just never kind of went back to it, forgot about it. And he unfortunately passed away. And I never really looked back at crypto. Like mm -hmm. I didn't look at what we had or the wallet or think about crypto or the price of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought about the price. Cause I, I would remember sometimes I would go and come back in different days. And there'll be a different value in the wallet that I held. I didn't know why. I didn't know that the price fluctuated. Because huh. I was fresh out of high school. They didn't teach us nothing about stocks or finance. <laughs> right. There no. you go. Typical, yeah. <laughs> you know. So um, I had this asset that I didn't know about. Lo and behold, you know, things go crazy. Uh -huh. You go back and look. Oh, shit. We had at least like. Twenty thirty dollars worth of Bitcoin on this wallet in twenty thirteen. You know, look yeah. at it now. Like that's like a couple G's. That's like a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Definitely. You know, but yeah, Mouse is dead. Don't have his laptop, oh. and I damn shut on the password to this wallet. Oh man, right. Yeah. So things start going crazy again. Twenty nineteen with the Dogecoin and Elon Musk and all that. Yep. So I hop in that because we bored as hell at COVID, <laughs> yeah. you know, so if I just make this internet money because people are out here doing crazy shit right now, buying Lambos with internet dog <laughs> coins. Yeah. Right. putting that stimmy into the crypto. Bro, <laughs> and that's the thing, the stimmy. So the last stimmy I got, Stimulus I, checks. I didn't need it. Yep. I didn't need it. 
So I uh, dumped the whole thing into crypto. I still got that bitch for sure. <laughs> and, and more. And more, though. So so I invested that whole 1500 and uh, I divvied up in a bunch of different things. And then I finally learned about cryptos after it went up and went down. I was divided up. <clears throat> and I figured out what I need to hold, you know. So I kind of uh, undiversified myself into a couple things because I didn't have as much money. Mm-hmm. And... um. After that COVID stuff, man, I, then I was like, okay. Then I got into Top Shots. One of my na- yeah. uh, one of my uh, coworkers, old dude, got a Top Shot. He was like, mm. look at this thing. I think it's an NFT and it's a Top Shot. And I was like, how did you get an NFT before me? And you old as hell, <laughs> you know. So then I started buying Top Shots. We were we were like fighting for packs every week. I don't know if you ever, ever heard oh, of yeah. Top. Okay, and yeah. it was it was hype back in the day. Yeah, it was real. It's not as that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still I, got like a thousand dollars worth of top shots that I just let sit in the wallet for sure. And mm-hmm. I don't even look at it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was a hype thing back in the day because it was like a pack of Yu Gi Oh cards or Pokemon cards that you just opened up and got the Charizard, maybe. Yep. And not only that, but you can go immediately and sell it for profit. Mm. And that's what was also happening. So you would get these NFTs and you would take the most valuable one and flip it. Yeah. You make a little bit of money, at least your money back. Or and the money to reinvest into the next pack yeah. of cards, maybe or something else. Yeah, that's how you justify it to see your wife as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, because you're like, shit, I'm dumping like three hundred dollars a yeah. week into this internet money. <laughs> yeah, where's it going? Yeah. My honey, look, I'm making it value that. Sell that shit. Yeah, that <laughs> that's shit. funny. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how it started. You know, that little do- Dogecoin, and then the top shots. And then I, I got into the uh, crypto Cardano. And that's my main crypto that I, I personally use. And that's a web, like, or uh, gen, generation three cryptocurrency. So it's one that can facilitate smart contracts. And that's kind of what the best you can do right now okay. in, in, in cryptocurrency. And this currency ADA, which is the token for Cardano, the platform, mm-hmm. allows you to send money back and forth or buy NFTs or lend money or whatever else you might want to do with the token. Okay? okay. So you can, you can hold it and earn 5%, which in my mind, I was like, that's a whole lot better than what the bank's giving me. Mm-hmm. Granted, from when I started investing, Cardano's down like 60, 70%. So I'm still down in the token value, but the NFTs that I've been flipping and maintaining in that time have increased in value. So it kind of balances out. Okay. And personally i've always been had a hard time saving money yeah i don't know about you fellas you know <laughs> same <laughs> but i could never save money like when i seen money in a savings account it was also accessible you know if i ever kind of needed it you know right. if i really wanted something yeah but sometimes with the nft emotion is also attached it's not just a dollar value anymore yep. sometimes mm-hmm. it's something that represents you yep or gains you access to something or generate you passive income yeah you don't have to sell it you know mm-hmm. so those are the things that the nfts can do for you as well and passive income was the goal that's the, always the goal yep you know that's what i tell you in school as well. to get free you gotta have you know that side thing that brings you some more money while you're making money in your sleep you know whatever mm-hmm. you know that's that's the gist yeah but how the hell you do that yeah you know where do you get started with that definitely you know um 
if you got like a, a drop ship business, you got it. Yeah. I guess, you know. You yeah. got, you know, you got some, uh, you got an actual business like this place here. You got it. You're making money while you sleep. Yes. Yeah. But uh, for the average Joe who sells appliances like me, <laughs> <laughs> that dream of passive income was hard. And the crypto kind of gave it to you sometimes, you know, definitely the NFTs. Yeah. You know, we can, if you got more questions, that's cool. And now we can dabble into that some more as well. And I got suggestions for y'all too, when it comes to how you could use NFTs to, okay. you know, expand your business. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We've got some questions that kind of like touching base on all that stuff. So right. we can, uh, we'll go into that later on. Uh, I just don't want to like lose the people who are listening to because yeah. you are throwing some big te- technological words out there. Let I'm me know. Like, stop me. Yeah. So far so good, man. I'm no, stop you. me if I say something big. Yeah. I'll explain it. So, so uh, let's just uh, take it back a few steps. So what you were saying about like Bitcoin it's a fine there's a finite amount yeah, of bitcoin out there so once it's all been mined that's it there's yeah. no more so yeah um how do how is that going to work with all the other cryptos out there like ethereum and litecoin and stuff like that are are those going to gain in price are are they going to drop is should everyone move to bitcoin or or what's what's the deal there that's a good question because it's kind of confusing because everything works off of bitcoin right now Okay. So right now, kind of price points all are dependent on how Bitcoin wants to move in the market. And even when a crypto is doing something that's good for the crypto or bullish for the crypto, if Bitcoin's not moving, it won't move. It don't mm-hmm. matter how good you're doing, how many people are using your network. If Bitcoin doesn't want to move, it won't move. So okay. what you're asking is, you know, when there's no more Bitcoin out there, what's going to happen? Are people going to, should you move into Bitcoin now? Really just... The supply of Bitcoin is fixed, but the mining of it will still have to happen. So the fees will still be getting paid out to the miners that mine the Bitcoin. But in such small supply, it won't be anywhere near the amount of circulating supply that's, that's coming out now. You mm-hmm. know, so right now you're almost getting, I think it's around 900 or so. I mean, you have to look it up, but 900 or so Bitcoin a month coming to circulation. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like a lot, you know, but... That really just keeps the market even at where it is for the people who are actually buying it. Because mm-hmm. there are people out there who accumulate it and hold on to it to hedge against it. Mm-hmm. They don't have to sell it. They're betting that by the time I need to pay this loan back in four years, every two or was every four years Bitcoin has. So the amount of Bitcoin that comes out in four years is actually going to be. 400 Bitcoin a month and not 900 Bitcoin a month. So it's getting scarcer and scarcer. And the same amount of people, if not more, are buying it. Mm. It's got more notoriety. It has more use case. You know, it has more regulation. Like what you're seeing in UK right now. UK prime minister just came in. Super big on crypto. Okay. That's why markets are green the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. They introduced regulation for crypto. Mm. That's what the US is working on. On both sides of the political spectrum, they want regulation for, for crypto. What do you think about the uh, regulation? Is good, bad? It's good. It's good. needed. So whether or not it hurts your personal crypto, sorry, but <laughs> regulation is good for crypto as a whole so that big institutional investors can put their money into it. That's the problem. You can't get Walmart to take Bitcoin because there's no regulation behind it. Mm, you know, okay. you can't really, you know, it, it's, it's best for a lot of, big corporations to be working off a trustless system that's transparent 
But if there's no regulations across country to country, they can't do it. You know, if it's legal here and not there, you know, we got to be able to be on the same playing field. We know my dollar can work wherever it goes. Right. Yeah. You know, so it has to be on the same playing field before the big boys get in there. And then when they do, yeah, it's going to be too late. Now you're looking at a $200,000 Bitcoin. Yeah. The people are, oh, then you're looking at the same, the same mentality. It's too expensive to buy. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. Yeah. You can buy a, a piece of a Bitcoin. Do you know where to buy a Bitcoin, Darren? I do not. We're going to get into that. I got you. <laughs> so um, it's, a, it's, it's a fractionalized ownership. You don't have to own a full. Like they say, I mean, no financial advice here, but they say one Bitcoin should be enough for generational wealth. Wow. You know, just hold hold on to one Bitcoin. If you had the 20K right now, didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> that's what you should do with it. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no. But that's what, what that's that? that's that's the gist. It's my phone. I want to see hey. where uh, Bitcoin is at right now. What? We're at 19, what, 19.5, I say. 19? 19.5? If my phone would unlock, there you go. If we're, if we're looking real good, we're at 20, 22. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Wow. 20,500, almost 600. Well, that's or pretty one. good. Yeah. It was 60K a little while ago. Wow. Yeah, it was up there. What do you then... mean by a little while ago? Two years. Okay. Two years, 60K. Okay. Yeah, so it came down because people came out and, you yeah. know, but that's how the market goes. It's right. a big, it's this, this big rainbow. And then you got all the financial crisis of what, you know, kind of things are going on in the world with Ukraine and yeah. stuff in the world. So there's other factors that makes the markets crash yeah and all of them crypt yeah, yeah, yeah every market and yeah. crypto is a part of one of the largest institutional markets of the world okay that's all it is um what uh information do you have on the u.s digital dollar oh cbdc that's what that means so u.s or any any country's central bank digital currency cbdc that's what they're talking about. Okay. Okay. That's what China has. The digital one. Okay. Okay. So, is it bad? Maybe. For the consumer. Because you are the product. Um, so, reason why it's bad is because they can track everything you do and they can also shut you off whenever they want. Mm -hmm. That's what they want to have. They want to have absolute up. transparency and the dollar that they're backing okay so i can give you a dollar right now the government will never know mm -hmm. that's a, that's that's just how the system's set up but if we we're only able to transact in digital dollars there would never be a way you know as easy as it would be for me to snap my fingers and send you a digital dollar yeah but the government will know every step of the way you know so it'll be a lot less illicit activity a lot less counterfeiting and a lot more transparency and what is going on in the world when it comes to finance yep you know that's what they want mm -hmm. right you know if someone's laundering or doing whatever they want to be able to track it and shut it down and lock it up right yep. whatever that'll make things a lot easier take it out of circulation <laughs> and yep. also the consumers you know i guess we're the product i don't know we're we're able to see the ledger of the transparency so if they wanted to they could make that blockchain of cbdc transparent for anyone to look up if they wanted to you know wouldn't have your well it probably would have your identity attached to it however they wanted to associate it. yeah mm -hmm. so it's it's giving digital identity so that wherever you go you can be tracked the same way like a passport why don't you have a digital passport 
oh, we're in 2020, you know? Yeah. Right. Come on now. You should have a digital passport. And that's what it did is digital ID. And that's what they need to happen here in, in Africa and Europe so that when you travel, they know your vaccination status. They know, you know, your health status. They know your immigration status. They know your social credit score. You've heard all these mm. things. Yeah. yeah, you've heard about all of them, but. Yeah. And that's scary. That's all part of a CBDC in itself. You know, it's the digital ID mm-hmm. going in with tying into your digital finance and, and letting that be transparent to the government and also to the public. Yeah, just about everyone, right? Because that's what that blockchain technology is, right? Yeah. Like everyone has a report basically of all the currency, all the exchanges between institutions, between individuals, anything. Everyone can see that. And that's what that blockchain technology is, right? Right, Can right. Can you go a little no, bit it's, further? No, it's funny because the, the the misunderstanding is people think blockchain, like I said earlier, blockchain use for illicit activity. You, you, you're using blockchain so the government can't track you. Right, because it's no. supposed to be anonymous, yeah, no. right? You get a, blockchain uh, is the worst thing to do illegal activity on because it can track everything <laughs> you did. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I, I completely understand why you think that because what it used to be used for, but we're past that. Mm, okay. It's probably one of the worst things to do illegal activity yeah. for, you know, because they can track everything you do. It's okay. a ledger. Yeah, it's really just a, a spreadsheet that's digitized and verified by all the computers out there. Okay. You know, so shutting it down would require sh- shutting down pretty much the, the internet type of yeah. thing. Okay. You know, just like you would happen with the normal financial system, you would EMP the world, and just like any other financial system, it would probably shut down. And you you would value, uh, or you attach value to things differently. Now, water is more valuable than a dollar. Mm. You know, it's same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. Wild man, do you do you think this whole idea with CBDC, or maybe it's not an idea anymore? Maybe it's a reality. Yeah. But do you think that is the future? Yes. It's okay. The, it's 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 what for everybody the, is what the legislation wants. Okay. So the. CBDC has already been executed in China. Mm-hmm. They're working on it in the UK now. That's what this this new prime minister definitely wants. He's big CBDC guy, which okay. is which is uh, funny because he's pro crypto. So it goes people who like crypto like him, but also don't like him because of this factor. Okay, you know, okay. oh he he loves crypto and Bitcoin, but he also really loves CBDC. Okay. So uh, yeah, <laughs> which you're the opposite, right? It's okay. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence of where it. I don't. If you're not doing nothing illegal, yeah, wh- why not have the safety? If I knew if I could walk down the street and your glasses read someone and it told you their identity and social credit, you would know if someone's threatening or not. You know, that'd be fine with me. It would be complete transparency in our in our it's Black Mirror shit. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, right that Black Mirror episode. There you but- go. But it is trust and transparency in your community. If that's what you want, that's what can happen. Mm-hmm. It's just how it's what you want to give up. It's a little bit of information, yeah, but like how much trust and transparency and safety, yeah, do you want in your community? Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a level to it. Mm-hmm. When, when, it's a little, if, give and take. Okay, if you were to put like a timeline on it, when do you think this would be integrated here in the U.S.? Ooh, CBDC. Yeah, at least the the beginning stages. Of right. It. Yeah. Uh, probably the. 2026, 2025, I probably... Really? 
not not too far off man. yeah that's crazy <laughs> no because it's not we already have coins that they're regulating and monitoring we already have the usdc mm. if you go on coinbase right now i use usdc right now to buy things at the store i can convert my cardano to usdc paying a crypto through visa okay. that's backed federally okay right yeah so now, the, now the government's saying that this token is backed by us and whatever it's saying it has so it has asset to back it wow. so some some stable and this is just a this token usdc is just a token that represents one dollar digitally okay That's all it is but it also has tangible asset that backs it some don't so i don't know if you saw the crypto terra luna or heard about the terra mm -hmm. luna crash did you hear anything about terra luna crash only because i follow you on instagram got you so <laughs> it was this big kind of generation three cryptocurrency that facilitated uh smart contracts so you can do other things on it besides sending it back and forth okay, okay. they implemented a stable coin that's called a algorithmic stable coin so this stable coin wasn't backed by anything but the underlying asset itself. So you would put $2 worth of Terra Luna in and you would get $1 out. But if you had enough, you could manipulate the price of that stable coin because there wasn't enough reserve in the way they had it set up. Okay. So it literally crashed a token to zero mm. and crashed a stable coin that you had invested in that you thought was locked at a dollar, your investment to zero as well. So you literally could have seen a million dollars go to a hundred in two days, like one day, if not less. Wow. It was crazy. So that's what kind of took the market down. And that's why the government had to step in to say, we can't let this happen again. We have to figure out how to implement a CBDC that people will use because they're going to use them anyway mm -hmm. and make it safe and get our, sh our share. Because mm -hmm. people are out there trading this do these dollars either way. Mm -hmm. And the government's not getting their you know, fair share or whatever the case may be. Well, I mean, you pay your taxes, but you could be using the government's dollar instead of the Internet's dollar. And okay. that's what they want. Okay. So I think, which is just straight speculation, they're going to probably overtake USDC. That's already out there that we're already using. Mm. They don't have to go invent something. Something's already out there that people are using. As you got to say that this is our token, and we're going to back it by the U.S. dollar. Okay. Yeah. So, this, this game on. Yeah. <laughs> game so, on. we talked a little bit about how you got started in it all. Yeah. How would you recommend a typical average American to get started in it? I got you. And would you recommend investing? I would never tell someone they shouldn't learn about crypto. Okay. I would, you're going to have to make a choice whether you want to take the risk tolerance for crypto. Or you're going to have to make that choice yourself. Right, right. But I would never say you should not look into crypto. Yeah. Because there's something in there for everyone. I looked for crypto. What kept me here, I used to be, you know, I've this whole time, I've kind of looked for a, a place to kind of settle myself. Mm -hmm. I've so far settled in crypto. Reason, I, I tried I tried being a gun guy, I tried being a motorcycle guy, I tried glass blowing, I tried all these different things, these little niches, you know, but the thing I was missing was the community aspect, like I never really felt like I was a part of something, mm. you know, like I was doing something, 
But I didn't feel like I was a part of something. And a lot of people out there in the world are looking for that, just to feel like they're a part of something. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that sometimes, that's what the crypto gave me first. And then I toned it, or I, I narrowed it down by the NFTs. And the NFTs okay. in themselves can sometimes just be that, and that's what gives them value. Yep. You can seek this community for information and insurance and knowledge. Or... Uh, Self, self-wellness. You might just need to go there to talk to somebody mm. to get a good vibe, you know? There, there are different reasons to buy NFTs from community to utility, for branding, you know? There's all different reasons. Okay. Yeah. Where do you go? Where do you, oh, yeah, where, where do, do you, you start for this I got you. You gotta, well, first you gotta buy your crypto, man. Yep. <laughs> you gotta figure out what, what, you know, and the reason why I use Cardano is because of the fees. Really, I mean, it's easy to use. It's easy to understand, in my opinion. I'm not a super bright dude, but I feel like it's easy to understand. And you're not going to end up being confused with the fee structure because it's predictable. Okay. Where like Ethereum, which a lot of people use, the fees aren't always predictable. So sometimes when the network has a lot of transactions, a lot of volume going on, you can end up with $15 fees, which is not reasonable to your average guy. Mm-hmm. I can't go make a $25 purchase with a $10 fee. Like, it don't make sense to me. Right. You okay. know? Right. Versus right now with Cardano, the average fee is like 30 cents or less. 20 cents. You're talking monthly fees? No, transactional fees. Transaction fees. Okay. Transaction gotcha, fees. So gotcha. every time I do a transaction on the network, depending okay. on the size of the transaction, you pay a little fee. Mm-hmm. And that fee makes sense. goes to the people who validate the transactions on the network that make it decentralized and also to a treasury and that treasury you're able to vote on the where money goes for the community so they they, oh, they cool. kind of have this structured out you know yeah. and that's that's another conversation but yeah. where you go to buy crypto is first so you go to coinbase you go to kraken you go to ftx wherever you like to buy your crypto okay boom i bought my ada that's the that's the cardano token ada okay i go buy a hundred dollars worth of it i'm gonna sit on it first okay and you want to educate yourself about Cardano, then you want to take it off of an exchange. You want to actually own it. So you, you need to have a wallet. And a wallet is what gives you custody of whatever token you're, you're trying to buy or trying to own. So you have a Bitcoin, you need a Bitcoin wallet. You have Ethereum, you need an Ethereum wallet, which is like a MetaMask. If you have Cardano or ADA, you need an ADA wallet. Okay. You know, so we use... Uh, Eternal or uh, Flint Wallet are really good options. You know, okay. if you want on your, your your cell phone. Okay. Okay. So send your wallet to yourself off the exchange. Boom. Now, before you go buy anything, you don't have to buy anything. You can just stake your ADA. You can just hold the ADA, put it in a pool, and earn five percent, and not do anything. You don't have to do anything. Okay. You know, just learn about Cardano. You don't have to pay anything on top of it either. No, to hold no, it there. You just hold it there. Okay, it's literally like a stock. Yeah. Can be. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, you just earn your little between five, you know, between like three to five percent weekly. Okay. Okay. And it just accumulates. You ain't got to do nothing. You let it sit. And that's kind of what, what my wife does. And my wife has a wallet, you know, she has her eight off of an exchange and I send her NFT. She has a ton of NFTs, you know, and I just <laughs> buy them and send them to cut. So I don't sell them. You know, I want her to, and and she also owns them. She has the keys to this wallet. She owns these assets. I can't do nothing with them. So this is kind of what Darian was saying earlier about like, 
you're it's not yours in a sense but right. when you put it on the wallet it's it yours. is yours it's not no one can touch anywhere. it but her I, once i send it to her it's hers okay i can't take it back unless she sends it to me or whoever she wants to send it to gotcha okay so um then you need to get i feel like the best place is to research communities for nfts or uh you know stuff like that is twitter and uh reddit okay once you are kind of figuring out what's popping, maybe look on a marketplace. So we have something called literally JPEG store. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy After enough. You buy Cardano NFTs. It's literally called the J, like J, JPG yeah. dot store. Nice. <laughs> Simple enough. <laughs> Simple as that. And like, see something you might be interested in. Like, you know, <sighs> Whether you're looking for an NFT for utility, like maybe you want to buy a gaming NFT, like, you know, Fortnite, you buy all these yeah. skins, you earn tokens, whatever you pay in currencies on their game currency, but why can't you trade those skins to each other or even sell them once they stop selling them themselves? Right. These are what NFTs are. Okay. You know? So it's like, game, or at least gaming NFTs, tokens, gaming yeah. tokens, yeah. you know? So maybe it's a racing game, I don't want to buy a, a car and eh, whatever, you know? Uh, or maybe I want to buy like a little Tamagotchi creature and play a little Tamagotchi game that actually earns you a game currency that you can trade into ADA that you can sell for real money. So at least it's called play to earn. Wow. Yeah. So ADA is definitely where the spot. It's it's a currency that allows you to do things like this. You can't do this with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. You can do this with Ethereum. It's, these are the layer. These are the new types of cryptos. These are the types of things you can do. Okay. Maybe you don't want to dabble in the NFTs at all. Maybe you just want to lend money. You can go into a thing called uh, uh, AA to finance where people go and lend out money. You can like take your, they say, oh, I have a asset uh, collateral uh, that's worth 500, but I want to borrow this amount. So I can actually short that thing, sell it. I was going to say, it's like shorting on the there market. There you go. <laughs> I could short it buy it back for a cheaper amount and get my collateral back and make some money. Wow. And you can be the facilitator of that decentralized and verified. There is no marketplace doing mm -hmm. this. You're the person peer to peer. Hmm. Yeah. You're, you you make interest and they make profit if the short works. Short don't work. You got their collateral where they don't pay a loan back. You got a collateral. Mm -hmm. You know, you ain't going to supply an asset to an uncollateralized loan. So like there's tons of avenues to make money with these assets is all I'm saying. Okay. Whether it's NFT or borrowing and lending, you know, uh, there's different ways that you can use the crypto besides for just sending it to each other. And that's what makes nice. it valuable. Yeah. Yeah, because the more people that are using it for different things, the less of it there is. That is something that I did not know yeah. about uh, NFTs. and uh, You can short NFTs now. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. So you can short, so people, people take an <laughs> NFT, so look at this, you can take an NFT that's worth 5000 uh, loan it out to somebody. They take it, they sell it. Okay, they're betting that the floor of those NFTs are going to drop, and you don't care which one you get back as long as you get one back that's the same policy ID. Mm -hmm. And a policy ID is def is basically like the receipt. It's the thing that says on the blockchain it is what it is. Okay. Okay. So as long as you get one back, you're fine. You don't care which one it is. You know. And uh, that guy thinks that. He can sell it for a different amount and make some profit and give you back one for, you know, different amount or mm -hmm. the same thing. We can get back a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, so 
So you can short an NFT, you can short a token. Um and and some tokens are are brands. Like you wouldn't some things give you IP rights, like intellectual property, like a board ape. You know what a board ape is, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. You mm -hmm. know what a board ape is? Yeah, yeah. That's intellectual property token. So you can use that ape on any kind of branding you want. You own that picture. Not all NFTs are like that, which I didn't know at first. I thought once I bought this joint, it was mine. <laughs> you know, and I could use it forever I wanted. No, not all NFTs are like that. Some okay. things are just brands. Like if I buy a Nike NFT of a Jordan shoe, that don't mean I can go produce some Jordans. Okay. You know, yeah. it means I bought this Nike NFT that has whatever utility attached to it. Yeah. You know, so some things are just like that. Uh, you might buy a, a brand style NFT that's like a, a Pokemon style creature, which I invest in one called the Yummy Universe, mm. and they're like our Pokemon universe. You know, our cuteness type of thing, and they're something that is a brand. They're building not just a a NFT community, but they're trying to license out this character. So whoever wants to produce goods, cards, you know, a show, like they own intellectual property to this thing that is growing love in the world, you know, growing community. And that's what makes it valuable. Okay. So you collect these tokens and then imagine if there was, you know, only 20,000 Pikachu, you know, representation things. Mm -hmm. what they might go for today you know i uh so i actually uh was thinking about that too with the gaming stuff and the the skins on call of duty or on fortnite or all that those are nfts in in a way right 100 percent. so you said earlier that nfts were really big and they've kind of died out are yeah. they still dying out or is it just has it like simmered where it was really high because it was so popular and so new, but yeah. now it's just kind of like dipped down and now it's in a sm like nice smooth hey, area where that's right, man. That's what I like. It's, it's, it's matured. The market has matured. Okay. We hit our bubble and now people aren't just buying every fucking NFT that pops up in front of them because they're scared. They're going to miss out on a flip. Mm -hmm. They're doing a lot more research. They're getting a lot more educated. And they're making a lot better purchase out there. So yeah, the volume's a lot, lot further down in a lot of senses. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Cardano had its largest NFT market volume day two days ago. So has it died down? I don't know. We just had $4 million of trading volume just in NFTs in one day. Wow. You know, so people are out there making money. Yeah. You know, there's a dude that I know named Chronic. He uh bought this project called Ape Society. He bought one for seventy five hundred. Yeah. Two three weeks later, sold it for one hundred eighty thousand. That's life changing money. That's Definitely crazy. life changing money. These are real people. Yeah. These are people I talk to. Wow. Yeah. People you found in these communities people on I've, Reddit and yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And, and what made it real for me was the convention, man. So I've been talking to these people for two years. With PFPs, we all are characters on Twitter. You know, none of us are showing our real faces. Yeah, none of us are using our real names. I think your avatar uh, on Twitter is the yummy character. Yeah, or well, is that on Instagram? Uh, it changes. Okay, it changes. It depends on my vibe for the month. Yeah, I see right here, right now, you got like a Clay Nation. Yeah, one Clay right Nation. Now. You know, you gotta <laughs> oh, represent yeah, right. the Clays. You know what it is, G. <laughs> hey. Um. So 
I de- it depends on what the vibe is for me. I got so many. I can throw anything I want out there. You know, I got 250 NFTs to throw out there. So it's whoever I want to support as a community at the time. Okay. That's what it is for me. So Clay Nation on Instagram is a different vibe for me informationally and who I engage with than people on Twitter. So on Twitter, I use a thing called a Makosi. It's like a little cat cute character. And it's a very approachable thing. You know, it's, it, it's, not, ra- it's not a race. It's not a black dude. He ain't high for sure. You know? <laughs> so it was like, it's just a character. And I, I spit out facts. You know, I just spit out information that I research. Okay. And over the course, I didn't have a Twitter a couple of years, like two years ago, I didn't have a Twitter. But I had to have a Twitter to gain the information that I needed to follow the people in the community that were making changes. They were on Twitter, mm. posting information all day, every day. And if you follow the right people, you follow the right PFPs, you're, you'll learn the right information. And that's how I did it at first. So I was like, shoot, this guy can afford a $10,000 PFP. I'm actually listening to what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I can't right? afford a $10,000 PFP. <laughs> I, he's not charging anything for me to listen to him. Yeah. And if he's spitting out information, why, why am I not listening? Mm-hmm. So that's where your following comes from. And that's where your engagement comes from. So then you don't have to be the $10,000 in the PFP. You can be the small project you want to support and spit out the same facts with the big following and people are still listening. Okay. And they're looking at your little cat. Like, what is this little cat? <laughs> this little cat got some knowledge. Yeah. Do I need a little cat? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm looking at the little cats. <laughs> I follow. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I follow you on Insta and Twitter, and I'm just, like, seeing all this stuff. You spit out a lot of information. A lot of information. And that's why we were talking. I was like... Listen, I don't know if Trey does this full time, but it seems like he does because every day he's sitting at the top of my stories on Instagram and I'm just, every now and then I'll like read whatever you share on there. Sometimes I'm like, this is over my head. I can't, I can't do it right now. But that's where I learned about the Luna crash. That's where I I learned about all that stuff. So definitely follow Trey on, uh, on social media, Twitter and Instagram, and we'll give you a chance to, to shout that out um, later on. But real quick. Just want to give a quick shout out to Crossbar for hosting us again. We yes, appreciate sir. it. Uh, of course, they've uh, allowed the, us to make this little back room here, our studio, our home. Um, World Cup's coming up. Soccer fans, <laughs> be yeah. ready. Uh, I know Crossbar is going to host a lot of watch parties here. They've got field games. They've got, uh, what is that, uh, table tennis, but with your head? The oh, yeah, with one. the soccer ball. Yeah, I don't know got, what it's called, but yeah. It's... Uh, they've got that table set up. They've got cornhole. They've got just about everything here. They've got beer and liquor. Um, working on food, but I think it's like Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. They have like a food truck come up or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you can definitely just, uh, overall, a fun place to hang out. And uh, if there's any other game you want to watch, NFL, NBA, MLB, Formula One, let them know, and they will be more than happy to put it up on one of their projectors. Make sure you follow them on uh, Instagram, crossbar.dallas, and uh, you can find out some more information there. Absolutely. Freaking solid place. Uh, We're also going to take a moment here just to um, plug the show. If uh, you're new here, we're grateful that you're here. Trey uh, has an amazing following of people, and uh, we're thankful that you've taken some time to listen to us. And we're also thankful for our day ones, just hanging around with us and learning a little bit about crypto today. Um, So yeah, if you don't mind, hang around with us. 
stay along for the ride and fly with us. Um, download previous episodes and um, like you know already, or maybe you don't, but now you do. We record and post a show every Friday, so you can hang and fly with us. We appreciate the love and support as always. Now let's get back to Trey. Sound good, Martin? Yeah. Cool. Um, Trey, you mentioned branding with crypto with NFTs. How does that work? And can we get a Red Pegasus podcast NFT? Bro, bro. <laughs> That's why I'm here today. All right, let's go. That's why I'm here today, man. Let's like, do it. So when y'all when y'all engage, who are you looking for? Like, how do you engage your community on a on a weekly or daily basis? Like, what are y'all doing? The goal is weekly, but engaging has been difficult because we've we run busy schedules. Right. So while we have goals, they're not always met. I got you, bro. Yeah. This is a this is a question that we you know I try to ask to a lot of you know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, what what are we doing as a as a a startup to make sure we people are seeing us, people are hearing us, people know what we believe. What makes us sound you know feel different. And um, this podcast, I feel like a NFT or even being a part of a community will go like beyond beyond for 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 uh community growth because whether you moderate it once a week live uh a twitter space or engage with people you know y'all have interest i'm not big on sports but there are people out there who are who are about it there's people who don't want to talk about crypto all day long right who need a voice to listen to you know mm-hmm. um and need a moderator need someone who knows how to navigate a conversation how to how to pull it back when it needs to be pulled back. Yeah. How to keep it going, you know, how to keep it engaged. So these are strengths that you fellas excel at. You know, these are these are things that you guys have. And you don't have to have a, a much prod a, a, a product besides yourselves. Mm. You know, and people will engage with you naturally. So if you had a hypothetically an NFT, red you know, red Pegasus NFT, what would it do? It'll say, boom, uh, I got, we have 300 NFTs that we sell for X price. What does this do? It allows us to plug in your business as an advertisement spot in one of our episodes that you choose. Okay. You've now given utility to someone out there who wants to plug something in. Yeah. Once they get plugged in or find any kind of engagement or don't, you have a 10%, 15% royalty for when they w- would like to sell it. And depending on the value that you're attaching to this NFT is what it's going to sell for. So maybe they spent $200 on these things. That's a very cheap advertisement, you know, yeah. that they can go and possibly flip. But it also gets you, depending on the rarity of it, of the 300, maybe you got a gold one that allows you to come on the show. Ooh. You know. Nice, yeah. Or, you know, like whatever that, you know, we can hypothesize all day long. Okay. But these are things that these people are, are, are using to engage with, you know, yeah. very, very small scale. And the utility you bring is yourselves. You're bringing yourselves to the table to moderate a conversation that's not happening mm-hmm. in the space. Whatever the, the conversation is. And, and at that point, you have to also engage back. You have to say, we bought this you know maybe we don't always talk about crypto for sure but there is a point of time of which 
we can dabble into a little information on people who want to get into this space. And you can make a comfortable door to people who want to get into the space. And also this door inside this room is going to have very experienced people. Hmm. And the people you're bringing in are going to have access to these very experienced people. And we all can grow together. Like we're, we're in this thing. As cheesy as it sounds, a lot of these people are in this thing to grow with each other. And we have subgroups. We have main groups. We have alpha groups. Yeah. We're, we all we have to make money off of one another sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you have your group of people who make money together. And the more you're honest and true to that, like the more money y'all are going to come up with. with like it, it's real. Mm. You know? That's uh, really interesting. I, I know we kind of had a little conversation at the beginning. Darian didn't really know much. You're obviously our aficionado. Me, I know a little bit of it, but... I thought NFTs were just kind of like how I thought about NFTs were it's like a piece of art, right? And you, you have it this is. piece of art, it's yours. It, it will is. gain value depending on how badly people want it. And it'll can decrease on value depending on how many people don't really want it. Yeah. And so that's what I thought. But you're not NFTs wrong. Were, I want to let you know, you're not wrong. That's the avenue of NFTs. And these are the, the levels, right? That you were talking about with right. crypto, with uh, what? Utility crypto one, crypto two or something like that. Well, web one, web two and web three. We're in web three. Right. But a, a third generation blockchain is one that That's allows you to do finance on mm-hmm. top of it. So it's, it's now a software mm-hmm. that you can program language into. As long as this language is agreeing, like a normal software on your MacBook, yeah. we, we move it smoothly. One transaction is going to another, one asset's flowing, you know, and, and things. So what makes, man, I don't, I don't think that's a good topic, but the Haskell programming is what makes Cardano secure. And that's like, Haskell is what they program planes on. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, like, you know, if you flip this switch, this thing's going to happen mm-hmm. because of the programming in that machine is command-based. Okay. So this same command-style interface is, is very secure and trusted, but now it's being put or applied to cryptocurrency, you know, that trust system. And it's hard to program on. Yeah, I ain't going to say it's not. You know, I don't think any programming is easy, Definitely but Haskell not, is uh, a yeah. different level of programming. That's what <laughs> makes it more secure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you want when it comes to handling your finance. Definitely. You know, I want the most complicated language possible handling my finances. You know, my net worth, I don't want it to be very easy to hack into. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want uh, it on just straight JavaScript. You something, know? That I thought, <laughs> something that I thought was uh, pretty interesting. Um, I was listening to a podcast or maybe reading about it somewhere where you can set up the NFT to still make money for the original seller by mm, getting like a certain percentage off the sale or something. So I send yeah. it to you, you know, obviously I get the, you know, send it to you for a hundred bucks. You sell it to Darian for 200 bucks and I get like 10 bucks off of that. Or Perfect. And then every resell after that, I'm Perfect. still accumula- accumulating the 10 bucks. I think, did Mark Cuban do something like that with Maverick NFTs or something? So that's just called a royalty. Right, that's yeah, that's yeah, when an artist attaches a royalty to mm-hmm. their NFT. So every every project has a different royalty attached, ranging from you know zero to thirty percent. You know, depending mm-hmm. on whatever they want to get back, right. whatever they feel is worth their you know 
their sale. Mm-hmm. So yes, you mint when you mint something is when you purchase it from the artist or the project. So you mint an NFT for a hundred dollars. Yeah. It resells for 200 and it has a 10% royalty on it. That goes back to the artist. Next person sells it for a million. That royalty goes back, back to the artist. So forever and ever, as this thing is trading on on the network, it is there is a percentage of the sale going back to the original creator, which it should be. Vincent Van Gogh got paid one time. Mm-hmm. You know, look at what his stuff is selling for. There's no royalty to his family ever. Yeah, you know, imagine. Yeah, what <laughs> it would be for artists if they got paid for what they were owed this whole time. Yeah, you that's. Know? Uh, I think I think it was a podcast that I was listening to, and they were talking about like musicians can really take advantage of this because they can put royalties on songs that they release or something like yeah. that. And also give and, utility to the ownership of those songs. So now Drake, Drake says, I'm going to drop a million, you know, of these albums for a dollar. I made a dollar, but I'm also going to attach a 30% royalty to them. Mm-hmm. So when you go and flip them for $10, $20, I'm taking almost half of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm taking 30% of that. But, None of that money has gone to a production company. I didn't have to go make no CDs. Right. I didn't have to go do a distribution. You know, if anything, you paid the Minton service, a small fee, one time. And now you have a lifetime royalty that goes directly back to you. Now you say, okay, you own my NFT. Log in with your wallet. It's in your wallet. Go schedule yourself a concert any time in the year. You get one. How much are those NFTs going to sell for? Wow. <laughs> mm, that's awesome so with that being said right we see that renews once a year yeah oh now what mm-hmm. <laughs> changing the world over here man wow um so we see the nfts in the video games or we see um you know them in the top shots with the trading uh they weren't necessarily trading cards what were they they were like highlights of a uh, game right were the top were- shots there are highlights of basketball games, cool plays, steals, block scores. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There are straight collectibles, though. There was no utility to them oh, besides okay. for collecting the moment. Oh, okay. What they call it collecting the moment, which is cool for some people. Yeah. I get it. And I wasn't even, and I'm still not really even a, a sports person. And I was buying these things because I thought they were cool <laughs> collectibles. So I was like, yeah, of yeah. course. If I got a first gen whatever in 20 years, it's going to be worth something. So I don't even look at that freaking website anymore. In all honesty, yeah. I haven't logged into my Top Shots account in probably a year and a half, two years. So I have no idea what they're valued. I remember the last time I looked, they're at like fifteen, seventeen hundred. I don't want to look today because I'm scared. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> where know. Where else do you see this? I know you mentioned the passport and all that other stuff, but where yeah. else do you see? Uh, so it's different NFTs crowdfunding, man. It could be anything. So like. Well, my food business, I tried to start up a, a food business before COVID. Dallas's House of the Hoagie, okay? Mm. And I was making Chicago, South Chicago-style food, steak sandwiches, hoagies at my crib, selling them and stuff like that. And people were loving it, man. Yeah. I was selling out. Albert was helping me running my social media. We're, right. we're getting the following going. Yeah. And I still, to this day, almost on a daily basis, get asked for this sandwich. Really? Yeah. So it's definitely still in demand. It's still talked about. It's still the, the word on the street. <laughs> and uh, awesome. I honestly just didn't have the avenue of uh, to, to generate the money. I didn't have a savings. I didn't have a way to get a truck. I didn't have a way to open a storefront. I didn't have the credit tax for a loan. My damn show didn't really want to open a loan. You know, that's like one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. If you have to, you know. So, um crowdfunding if i wanted to say hey 
I'm not attaching because there's a lot of laws. And, and that's one of the things that before you go out there and try to just drum up a project, talk to a lawyer. <laughs> so there's a lot of legal costs that go into projects sometimes, you know, especially if you're offering utility in a certain type of way, you know, because there's securities laws and things like that. And you have to be very careful sometimes with these projects, you know, definitely with your taxes. You know, making sure you do all that the right way. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. um, but crowdfunding is where I was back at. So if I wanted to say, I need to generate, I need $40,000 to get a food truck. I'm going to go out to my people. I'm going to create a project called Bus Pass. And I just need to sell uh, 10000 of these for $20. To generate enough money to get a food truck, just about. Plus, I'll get a, a royalty off of it. You know, and I just want you to support me if you can. You get an asset, and uh, it says that you supported me, and I get value. You know, I get paid for my art. Maybe it's a cool looking bus pass, whatever. Then I can go and add value afterwards. You don't buy it for investment purposes at that point. You bought it just because you want to support me. Now, depending on the rarity, after it's sold out, I can say, hey, boom. Depending on the rarity, you get to vote on where my truck goes because we got fully funded for a truck, so we building the truck. You know, right. now you get to vote where my truck goes in the country because you own a bus awesome. pass. Yeah. Nice. We come to your city. If you got a platinum pass, you get uh, line skipping privileges plus a 25% discount. If you got a gold pass, you got a, just a discount. If you get a paper pass, you just get one free sandwich. And that paper pass actually burns. So now there's less and less passes. So now they're becoming more scarce. Mm -hmm. You know, so there is any kind of branding or demand that you have grown for yourself in any kind of way. If I come become Portillo's, uh, people are going to want the Portillo's bus pass. <laughs> so they ain't got to wait in line. They are OG. They can get 20% off. Maybe I want to go on a diet. I can go sell that mug. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a coupon that gives utility and also that you can sell afterwards. When? When have you ever been able to go to Burger King, give them a two-for-one coupon, use it, get it back, and then sell it to the next guy? Yeah, I know. You know? like right. This is kind of what the, the opportunities are. You know? And that's just a crowdfunding opportunity. That now you've provide a utility to a purchaser and also gotten the funding that you needed to start your business. And that's what a lot of these things are doing. So we were talking about your other side business that has been on a hiatus. Are you bringing yeah, that back? Man, I want to, bro. So really my cousin, we were, we were in the talks last couple of days. We were looking at a storefront kind of talking about that. And, um, it's a, it's definitely a dream of mine, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think for me personally, it's the the unknown, it's the known unknowns of starting a business, you know, and mm -hmm. it's it's scary, definitely, it, it, you know, and uh, it's making that jump. I think for me, and that that leap of faith is where I have to to accomplish next, and I want to because I I know I have the following, you know, um, but I have to. I have to get the confidence and I have to get the persistence to run a business. I, I, don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, I, and my cousin's done it before. He has a cleaning business. And that's where he said, hey, bro, this is where I can kind of come in hand. Like, I want to help you facilitate this. 
you know, I want to help you get this off and running so you can, you know, pursue your dream. And uh, that is the goal, you know, work for yourself, you know, own something and uh, dictate your own hours and spend time with my family. So that's that is the goal. Um, and the page is still up, man. It still get DMs every day. Yes. I, I was checking on it. I was no, the page I is still up, bro. Been one of the lucky ones to have ordered uh, something from you, and I, I know I was planning on it. Um, so I'm ready for that to come back. Are you implementing some of these NFTs uh, ideas to uh, that's the business? Well, that's where I was gonna have to probably dabble into, man. I was definitely thinking of that you know that bus pass idea like that's one of the ones like it's easy crowdfunding you know if you can think of anything that would uh encourage someone to support you whether it gives them utility or not like they just like you and that's that is the value that you gain by participating in the communities you get people that care about you yeah. That will check on you. If you if you tweet in the wrong way, you'll get a DM like, Hey, you are you okay? You know, like is everything straight? Uh, you know, there's people out there that really do care, you know, and it's it's hard to believe sometimes, right. but you don't really know until it happens to you. Hmm. You know, if y'all had something going on and you disappeared, I guarantee someone's gonna be like, Where'd they go? Hmm. You know, I miss these guys. They were they were awesome. That's great. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I miss these guys. They were awesome. I, I miss them. You know, like and it's it's a group of people that's going to encourage you to get back on your feet and get back out there and throw another right hook. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you need sometimes. And that's what I had. Like I I joined spaces. I have a we have a space um, that I help co-host sometimes called Black Cardano folks, where it's really just a space that, for Black people to come together who are on Cardano. Nice, oh, nice. straight up. That's cool. You don't have to be black to be in the space, right. but it's a space to highlight black creators and black community members and just talk about what you want. Because in the beginning, it is kind of weird because you don't know where you can ask the question. You go into a Twitter space and they're talking about stuff that's way above your pay grade. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. I just need to know how to make a wallet, <laughs> you know, and it's like, that ain't the place to do it. And it's about finding the right avenues. You know, Twitter is one of those places or just the right community. Mm-hmm. I want to buy this NFT. I'm going to join their Twitter space and ask the question. If they can answer the question in a way that I like, I might like this community. If they can't, I'm going to move on. Yeah. I'm going to move on. If someone's snarty, why are you asking that question? Well, you don't know what you're doing? Like, come on, man. Like, you're not going to engage with these guys. But someone's like, hey, yeah, bro, DM me. I got you. I'll see you in the link. You know, whatever you got to do, let me know. Hmm. That's who you're going to engage with. They're going to help you out along the way. Like, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. All of us are here to onboard people when it comes to, uh, when it comes to crypto. We want you to come. It's a cult. <laughs> we want you to come we drink the kool-aid join the cold drink it <laughs> drink the kool-aid is is tons of sugar all right there's tons funny. of sugar i think it's uh i think it's great that that's something that's out there these communities because i know uh, you know a lot of people don't want to get left behind when it yeah. comes to changes in technology yeah and i know a reason a lot of people don't want to join or or learn about these things is because they're scared there you go and so i think it's great that there's a lot of these communities out there and maybe uh you know we can do something on the side or or you you know you can tweet it out but maybe give uh the listeners you know some communities that can really help 
ease people into this whole oh man that's a that's a good crypto, one crypto world but we can we can do that later i uh, got you and unless you got it now then you can oh man i know I, either way like um shoot we got if you're on twitter it's the thing is you got to follow the right people kind of sometimes to, mm-hmm. to find the spaces because mm-hmm. twitter is bad nowadays like we're relying on Twitter to communicate right now, which is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And like the way they, they orchestrated space is real bad. So it is a part of kind of finding the right people. And then when you find people that you want to listen to, they're always in spaces at certain times. So like uh, in the mornings, like I, I have ones if I'm trying to gain knowledge in the morning, like I'm trying to get educated, there's Cardano over coffee. And that's a Twitter space that really talks about technical things in Cardano. And then we have like ones that are like uh, NFA or uh, Wallet Wednesdays that really just talk about NFT projects that are good, bad, uh, unpopular opinion. Like it's just them criticizing what's going on in the community, you know, good and bad. Whether we're going to praise some things or we're going to let you know, like, hey, you probably should have stayed away from this one, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And these are the things that we saw that made us stay away from them for sure can you and when you have that collective mind that uni mind you make a much better decision than you being out there behind a computer trying to decide whether or not you should buy something right you know if you have a collective of people like oh yeah we all buying this yeah we getting this and this is the reason okay you can have a lot more conviction in that purchase Mm -hmm. but if you got half the people i've never even heard of that (laughs) what's that what's it do i don't like the art i don't know now you're like, shoot, I was about to scoop this mug. I'm, I don't know. I need to do some more research. Yeah. You know, so it helps you get conviction in the right spaces. Uh, black Cardano folk, it, you don't have to be black to join. It's really just a spot for uh, minorities, black folks to just come and, and talk or listen. And it's definitely a, a medium kind of level dialogue to where anybody can ask a question. You know, and a lot of these spaces uh, sponsor guests so like if y'all wanted to come on you would find a, a slot in a space you come on and say hey we got red pegasus on today they're popular dallas podcast they're just trying to get some info on uh cardano projects and what they should be looking into and where they can tell their listeners or where they should start and you're not going to get my opinion you'll get everybody's opinion <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and you will be able to make a more informed decision of what you want to do you know and that's a, a cool space to record, and all spaces are pretty much recorded. So if you want to go back and, and play them, you can pretty much do that anytime you want to edit it up how you want. Like you edit out just your section. Yeah. You know, so. it's pretty cool. I've never messed with Twitter spaces. It's I've dope. joined a couple, um, just like finance ones, but yeah. I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on in here. There I'm just going to leave this room real quick. <laughs> right. It's hard. If you don't know what's going on in the room, it's weird. Yeah, definitely. But when it's like a small. talking about a black hole and I'm like, hey. oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> hey. And they, they get off sometimes. They get off a subject bad and you're just sitting there like, do I need to be here? <laughs> um, no, it's definitely worth finding the right the space to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Nation has a Clay's After Dark. It's after dark. I was talking about this other day with uh with Zaddy. He's one of the moderators for for Clay Nation. I got to meet him in real life. It was dope, man. It's it's when you know these people, yeah, and you look up to them, and they know you. It's weird, yeah. You know, it was like when I went out there, and the the look people had in their face when they seen me, when they realized who I was, 
beyond my PFP and my name, oh yeah, you are Belk. I was like, yeah. oh dang, They're like dang, I know you, <laughs> you know, and it's weird. Oh, oh you, oh I know you too. Yeah, yeah oh, bro, like we talk every day. That's it's crazy. like come on, it's like a lot. A uh, long distance relationship that you don't even video chat with. Yeah, you know, like you literally just talk kid. on the phone. Yeah. Like you don't even look at the girl. Like you about to get catfish, for <laughs> sure. You know. So you were mentioning how you uh, just got back from Vegas. Yeah, that's right, a man. Yeah, three weeks ago. Tell us a little bit about like what we the went to, conference was about. Yeah, and when the next one is. Are you going to the next yeah, one? Yeah, hey, ball? I couldn't miss it, brother. Um, next year we it's to Vegas again. Uh, they are going to change it, I think, after that. But next year, it is Vegas again. Uh, it's called CNFTCon, Cardano NFTCon. And it was just all the NFT projects kind of coming out and displaying what they got and giving you that opportunity to meet the creator person to person, which means a lot in this space. Hmm. People are investing thousands of dollars into things that are non-tangible. Just like right. you were talking about you know, earlier, non-tangible. Like you can't, can't touch these. These people can literally get up and walk away. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, but it gives more substance to these people and what they believe in when you can meet them, when you can shake their hand, when you can give them a hug, you know, and you can tell they can tell you to their face that we working. Mm-hmm. They can show you what they're working on, whether it's a game, whether it's a brand. You know, like we are working. I will like we're talking. Like, What do you like? What's up? Like, we can talk. You ask all the questions you want right here. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the, the, the validation right there. And that's what a lot of people needed this whole time because it's been two years just about of us you know buying this token talking to each other online oh yeah we like this thing it's oh it's awesome then we buy the nfts now we're even more grouped up now we meet more people you know we're talking we're talking we're cool you know you meet each other and we're in real life some people ain't about it (laughs) and then you find out you know some people aren't about it yeah and you're like okay Maybe I don't want to be with them. I don't want to be with the people who are able to show up. You know, those people are going to give value to the world, you know, or to the space, to the community. So that's right now when it comes to NFTs, in my opinion, we haven't really got to the full use case of we were talking about identity and things like that. Like we haven't got there yet. Right now, the use for NFTs, in my opinion, is community. Hmm. It's the opportunity to network. You know, it's the people you know that gains your value that is your value Mm -hmm. you know r.i.p kanye but (laughs) you're net you're networking (laughs) you know your networking is your value that's what you you're seeing with that fool Mm -hmm. anybody else in the world it's who you know you know when you break your ties you gain those ties like you have opportunity to make more money and when you make more money you have more freedom that's all we're trying to do in this world so what are some projects that you saw um coming out of this conference oh man the, so i i invest in a, a utility projects mainly a couple brand projects but i've seen uh, all my favorites really uh clay nation was there they came from the uk you know these people are flying wow <laughs> they're flying across the pond to get to us wow you know and put up big displays bring merch answer questions and they had an after party they had an open bar with like a ten thousand dollar budget Wow. Nice. No, like it was all out, bro. Like it was for real. Wow. You know? Like that's community building. That's mm-hmm. that's validation. You know, like these just like the board Ape yachts when they had the whole yacht party thing, you know, that's what gave them validation. That's why these things sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars because the people who own them you have sometimes access to 
whether it's DJ Khaled or Kevin Hart or whoever <laughs> whoever owns the dang things, like they're part of the same the same level of community. Like you're you're, you're evil you're even at this point. Mm-hmm. You know? So um Clay Nation, uh Equine, which is a horse management game. You can own you can own horses in the in the metaverse. Oh, and I think I've seen you post some of these horses oh, on yeah. Twitter. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I love my coming in an equestrian over here, bro. <laughs> I'm a horse breeder. Yeah, I'm a horse breeder. <laughs> so listen, this game you can you can breed these horses. You can race them. You're gonna not on this platform, but you will be able to bet on them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's an economy right <laughs> there in itself, just like the real world. You have to train them. It's crazy. They have bloodlines that can't be forged, like in real life. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to forge a, a horse's blood, but it's possible. It's not impossible. Yeah. yeah. You know? But imagine if the bloodline of horses were tracked from day one of Jesus. You <laughs> yeah, know? Right. Like, that's what's happening. <laughs> you know? You can track this thing back 20 years from now and say, your great-grandfather minted this horse and this is the baby from it <laughs> the great 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 grand and i can prove it minted this horse right whatever oh, the, like whatever goodness. sentimental value yeah, yeah hey so um that's a that's a game i invest and they were there um the dude who runs that is called faha and he's a i would call him a friend of mine at this point for sure nice he's the creator and uh shout a big faha. hey shout out Faha. <laughs> he's a big staple in the community uh huge wallet big investor in, in in across the board and he he really f- figured out something that the community was missing and took his resources and built it hmm. or in his building that you know and at, at a high quality that's better so he took everything he loved and saw what was missing and made, made it better um another one that i kind of got too late was yummy universe those are my little blue guys with the horns they're they're narus which is hmm. a a narwhal whale nice. that's been shrank down and gave legs and made cute. So they've really <laughs> taken, yeah, you and know, you look pretty cute, man. There you go. They, they found horn. they found the niche animal that no one's thinking about. Yeah. You know, it's a narwhal. Yeah, <laughs> so I called a naru. Yeah, so um, they were there. Merch sells instantly, bro. Like wow. that's so, and the thing is, they didn't even bring a lot of merch because the people who were there, it wasn't like major, major. Probably like a few thousand people there five six thousand um but they have another event in london so they're from london and their team's kind of spread out mm. but they have a convention in london that's gonna have about one hundred twenty thousand people Jeez. so they needed the resources God. for that when it came to like the merch so they really didn't bring a lot to this archive because people already knew who they were yeah and they're not advertising as a nft they're advertising as a brand because they want to get licensed mm. so you the, the nft is secondary to them mm-hmm. they want to sell you Pikachu. Right. They want you to buy Pokemon first. And then they're going to say, oh, yeah, we have NFTs as well. This is how you really get access into the thing. That's Smart. what it is. So, and that's how they give value to the holders. They're selling their brand. Mm-hmm. You have no IP rights to the Yummy Universe. I can use a, a profile picture and personal use on a shirt, but I can't go put on a beer can. I can't put them on a condom wrapper. And that's what protects them as a company. Hello. There you go. No pun intended with the protection of the condom there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, IP rights are important, bro. Yeah. Definitely. IP rights are... You're, you're not going to sell Red Pegasus NFTs and give away the, the IP to your Red Pegasus. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. So you... Um, 
have some NFTs, like you said, you put to the side. Did you make any NFTs? And is it easy to make? Is can you draw something? Do you yeah. make it online? Photoshop? How how does yeah, that kind of yeah, work? Yeah, can you yeah. Just like quick run. I'll give you a quick that? quick as I can. So there's a couple different ways. You can definitely just draw something. If you could draw, if you want to make your own art, if you do digital art, yeah, it's with with Cardano, um, it's very easy to make NFTs actually. Um, I minted one NFT out of spite a long time ago. <laughs> Very long time ago. Well, two years ago now. I'm saying, very long time ago. <laughs> no, two years ago. It's, uh, it's post-COVID, so we all think it's right, a long right, time right, ago. Right, 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 right. I made, and I really didn't even know. <laughs> I was mentioning it out of spite for the uh, a stupid purpose that didn't even make sense. Like, So do you remember Texas Heritage Day at Earl Turner? Yes. Yeah. You got to remember that shit. <laughs> of course. There you go. So there was still a picture out there of, people doing some crazy stuff yeah yeah and they hadn't deleted it off their social media so i blew it up on facebook and i also minted it as an nft so it'll forever live on the blockchain oh and they deleted it yeah I was like, it don't matter screenshot bitch like yeah. <laughs> it passed that i'm about to mint it and possibly sell it to someone else so good luck in my mind i was like i'm getting y'all back and i had people right. that we know not not y'all but people you know out there yeah, just right. like yeah, so this is like my first NFT was on a straight spike, you know, and I didn't, I honestly burned the dang thing. I didn't do anything with it. Yeah. I didn't, no one wanted it. It had no utility, it had no real metadata, it had no real name, no project. It was really just a, a picture minted to the blockchain, like yeah. no file, like no information on it, just a picture <laughs> of these kids doing racist shit. Like, <laughs> so... And I posted the NFT for sale on Facebook before I closed my Facebook. Then I was like, if y'all want this picture, you're going to have to buy it from me. And huh. I was like, no, like, that's not how it works. <laughs> they could, anybody could screenshot the picture. Right. You know, it was really the fact that I, if anything, wanted to do was add some kind of spiteful utility to the NFT picture I could have. Or if you just wanted to own it yourself maybe i don't know it's like it's no there was no reason for someone to buy mm -hmm, it yeah. type of thing so uh that was the only time i ever minted an nft mm -hmm. yes i i have plans to in the future but i wouldn't want to mint anything for people to buy without it being proper and professional and put together the way i wanted it to be and i've Smart. had tons of ideas i've had tons of reasons people egging me to do certain things yeah but it's like unless i can execute it the way i want to execute it I'm not gonna go scam nobody. Yeah, you know I can't. Yeah, like I, I've at this point, all you have is your name. Like mm -hmm. you're, you, I've built my name. Like I built my brand. So when I want to deploy my product, which is me, I got to do it the right way. You know, I ain't gonna go put out no bull. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do something that gives all of us wealth. Like it's gonna bring us all up. Nice. Yeah. Um. So we are. Do you have any more questions? So. No. I uh, have this game that I like kind of started with some of the guests that we bring on. I haven't done it with a lot, but it's, it was kind of like a top three type of thing, but I know it's kind of hard, especially with this crypto and NFTs and wallets and all that. So if you could just give out, which I already think we know your crypto, which is uh, ADA, right? There you go. Good job, so uh, what is a crypto that you think someone should invest in, a wallet that someone should invest in? Right. 
and maybe like an NFT, um, yeah, like that, like Board Ape or something like that. But something, I you know, you. a little more oh, doable. Keep it, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, if you had to buy an NFT today, how much would you spend, Darren? Oh, I don't even know this. How much would your wife let you risk to lose? <laughs> if you're buying a scratch off, will she let you buy the fifty, or the hundred, or the ten, or the five, or the one? Oh, you ain't buying the one. <laughs> no, you never no, you ain't win, win no money on the one. Yeah, I was probably gonna say fifty. The fifty. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Okay. 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 So, the crypto I'll recommend is ADA, or, you know, the blockchain is Cardano. Go out and buy it. ADA. Okay. Token. Go buy, yeah, uh, $60 worth of ADA. Easy startup investment. Um, the Eternal Wallet, um, you can put it on your phone, or you can use it on your, your Chrome browser on your, on your laptop or desktop. Okay. Send your ADA. From the exchange, which is like Coinbase or Robin, or yeah, Robinhood nowadays, yeah, they let you send your stuff. Okay, uh, Kraken, send it to your wallet, so now you can use it. You got to go to JPEG store, JPG dot store. I will look up, man, for fifty bucks. Uh, a great community you can still get into right now is, is honestly a seasonal yummy universe, and. Yummy Universe, they have a main collection of 10,000. They also have a seasonal collection for spring, summer, winter, and fall. Right now, we're in a Halloween set. They're called Spoopies. You know, they run, they're pretty, you know, they're <laughs> Halloween-themed yummies. You yeah. know, then you get into winter, and there's winter-themed yummies. You, know, you can change your, your PFP tastefully if you wanted <laughs> yeah, to. Okay. So, uh, you can own this cute little creature, and you could actually stake him on their platform. You don't have to sell them, and you can earn their token. And their token is used to mint other NFT projects sometime that they partner with or to use in their game that they have coming out. And you'll be able to buy card packs. So they're going to be selling card packs. And the only way to buy it is with a yummy token. You can literally shit out this coin, which are yummy, send them to the mines. And uh, you don't have to sell them to gain passive income is what I'm saying. Okay. You know, with 50 bucks worth of investment, you can find a small stream, not a whole lot, but a small stream of passive income. And you can enjoy a cute little picture if you wanted to and be a part of something so now yeah yeah they've given utility and you can join this discord you can join their twitter space you can start following all the little yummy pictures and they'll start following you guys back and they're gonna listen to what you say i got a podcast you know i shout out yummy every once in a while i got people on you know whatever we talk about other things i own i love mine you know whatever maybe there's a, a yummy on the wing of a pegasus for a little while whatever you want to do <laughs> nice you know like it's it's those little things that just slowly help you grow and then it's it's almost if you have that gambling aspect in you even a little bit you're like i want to try again i want to do something else i want to put a little bit more you you slowly go and go and go like it started literally with fifteen hundred dollars for me off the stimulus check hmm. you know and i've grew that 15 to 20 g's nice you know over two years and I've never been able to save money mm -hmm. and that's a lot for me mm -hmm. you know to be able to have a, a I'm not gonna say a completely liquid asset but something that I could feel I can go and sell them if I had to and put a down payment on a car or put a payment on my house or pay a medical bill if I had to like it's a savings mm -hmm. however you want to think about it you know but it's a savings that you have a little bit of emotion attached to so it's easier to hold on to so 
Ada. I always want to say Ada. I don't know why. Or Cardano. Just say or Cardano. Cardano. Or Cardano. For the coin. Yeah. For crypto. Yeah. Uh, what e- was the wallet? Eternal. Eternal. And that's, can you, because I know some wallets are also like USB. Oh, so that's a ledger. That's a, that's a, um, that's a cold, cold storage. So that's basically, there's two different ways to, it's a little complex. So there's two different ways to keep it, keep it in a hot wallet, which is like attached to your phone or your computer on the internet, or you can put it in a cold storage, which is completely off the internet. Like it's kept on this USB. Mm. Like no one can access it unless okay. you allow access to it. Okay. You know, like for real, for real. Okay. Like it's the most secure way to keep your coins. Mm-hmm. Um, personal choice. You don't have to do it. You know, if if you're not planning on using the crypto really, then that's the best place to keep it because it's the most secure there and you don't have to do any kind of sign up transaction. You have it on you and things like that. If you have like a, a wallet that doesn't have all your assets in it that you just want to use, you know, on a, on a regular basis. Like when I was at the con, at the, at the convention, I was able to use my crypto wallet on my phone to buy merchandise. Merch or anything. Exactly. Yeah. I was buying like shirts and t-shirts and things with my ADA. You know, because I had a wallet on my phone. Nice. But it's, that's really hard if you have it on a ledger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Eternal is just like a hot wallet on your phone or on okay. your laptop. Okay. okay? So, um... Does it cost? No, it's free. No, there's okay. no investing into a wallet. It's the free. Wallet, okay, yeah. okay. Yes, the wallet, the, the ledger you gotta pay for. Oh, yeah, uh, I Yeah, you. my wife got me one for Christmas. You okay. know? Shout out Savannah. You know? <laughs> but, um... The Eternal is just a free app. Okay. There's there's Flint, uh, there's Coinbase Wallet. Yeah, or something. Okay, yeah. okay. So Coinbase Wallet, not for NFTs, not for Cardano NFTs. Oh, okay. Don't go and try to buy an NFT with a Coinbase Wallet. It won't work. They will eat your they'll eat your NFT up, gotcha. and you'll never see it again. Wow. Yeah. So Eternal E T E R N L is okay. that modern spelling of Eternal. Okay. You know they forget the vowels. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So and yeah. Then, so it's not confusing. And then yummy. Hey, seasonal a, yummy. You are gonna look up yummy universe? You are gonna see it says one k. That's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Yes. The uh, OG yummy is and one k eight is not crazy expensive. I mean that's like what four hundred dollars or so. Like it's not stupid. One token is four hundred. No, no, no. For a uh, thousand ADA, so oh, it's about okay. four hundred bucks right oh, now okay. at this time. Um. So, I mean, it's like, you buy the PS5 and sitting on it. Yeah. You know, I guess if, you know, whatever. But a seasonal yummy goes for about 250 to 300 So, you can knock it out for your 60 75 bucks. Nice. Okay? And it gives you the same utility as an OG yummy. It's just not the OG collection. Okay. Okay? Uh, you actually are able to burn the seasonals for the next season. So, that's what you had to do. And that's how they made them more scarce. So they first minted all Halloweens, 10,000 Halloweens. And then to get winter, you had to burn a Halloween to get a winter. Mm. And then when spring came along, you had to burn either a, a, a Halloween or a, a winter to get a spring. So you just continuously are burning the collection down. It's the same 10,000 supply. And that's how they keep their value. Okay. Makes sense. And they're gonna they supposedly said they're gonna have other kind of like small collections like a, a World Cup collection and a stuff like that. So you might have some more opportunities to burn some Narus in the future. And that'll, that'll give you reason to own an OG because you have to own an OG to participate in the burning of a seasonal. <laughs> so yeah, there's layers, man. Yeah. Definitely a lot of layers. There's so if layers. you if you sat on it, you could easily just obtain value from that. Yeah, you could sit on it and just Get the token. Okay. 
You sit on it and literally just get the token. And so spoopies don't get paid a whole lot, but they get paid out more in the Halloween season. So when they're in season, they get paid three times more. So their value increases. Okay. Yeah. You don't just go sell them all because the season changes. But if you're thinking about investing into one, yeah, you invest in the upcoming season, depending on where you're at in the season. Either okay. You're going to begin the season, or you buy that season and get the X, the, the good rewards on it right now, or you buy the upcoming season so that you can take advantage of the whole season's okay. rewards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, well, thank you again for sitting down. Oh, my with pleasure, us. bro. Thank and, you for having uh, me on. Explaining it's been this. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a lot of information. Oh, DM me anytime. Yeah. B on Instagram. Okay. Um, Belk underscore T R E on Twitter. I go by dollar sign Belk, you know, right. people, people don't realize I'm already doxxed. That's one thing I never did was like use a fake name on Twitter. Yeah. Like everyone does, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's my last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you were telling me about, uh, this YouTube channel that you're, uh, trying to start up, right? Well, yeah. So yeah, man, I've, I've done YouTube channels in the past. Like, uh, I've done like gun YouTubes and, uh, most of my motorcycle things, but I'm doing one for a game now. So I'm a beta testing a, a big game on Cardano. It's called Makosi, my PFP right now. And they're one of the first just fully put out games that we have that's made to engage people other than crypto people. Mm-hmm. So like this game is for your kids. It's for you to play on the plane. It's for you to play when you're bored um, all the time. And then as you're just naturally just playing this pastime, you're earning a little bit of change as well. Cool. You know, and then by owning the NFTs, you're just getting bonuses. That's all it is. But they're engaging first. And um, I'm one of the 150 that get to test it. Uh, it the, the YouTube channel is called Keeping Up with the Makosi. Hmm. And, How do you uh, spell that? M-O-C-C-O-S-S-I. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> just let us know we'll put it in the yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah we'll yeah, put yeah. some links I got you on the links uh, yeah. I haven't put a uh, the 31st is when the beta comes out and it's when I'll be starting my recording you know I'm gonna cool. just show where we are you know what people want to see and that builds hype it builds you know just that that fear like, I don't want to miss out on this thing because we've had we've seen this happen before and it was a game called Axie Infinity on Ethereum same oh. kind of game mechanic. I mean, you maybe heard of it, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. Called Axie Infinity, okay? There's people who own these things who invested early that was sitting at home making 70 Gs a month, breeding and playing a game. <laughs> they honestly paid people in other countries to use their assets because they could still get paid off of paying them to use the assets just to play the game. <laughs> yeah. They were making more money in Taiwan playing this game than the average income. Gosh. So that's the type of things, you know, that I'm, I'm looking into, you know, like you can own a, a Makosi land and not even have to use it. You rent the spaces out on the land. You get a fraction of what people are buying or farming on that land. Mm-hmm. So they have so many avenues of income and engagement. And uh, that's why I'm there. They're producing something with substance and they got some dope previews. I, I post stuff on my Twitter all the time about them. Uh, but it's it's a project I believe in, and they they're also partnered with a major gaming studio, so they got funding, they got the team, uh, they got the execution, uh, and they're showing up. Nice. No, they're showing up. Cool. Well, definitely uh, check that out as well. Thank you, Ron. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Dude, it's been amazing. We're gonna plug all this in the show notes description, so wherever you're listening, you'll be able to find all right. this stuff to. 
Right. So either go follow Trey with all this stuff or Appreciate click you. the link to to send you down another loophole of fun hey, goodies. It's a rabbit hole, my guy. <laughs> Dude, I've been a sponge, Definitely. man. And this sponge is fat right now. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to this with a journal and a pen. Take I'll, notes. I'll resaturate you later. Yeah, yeah do <laughs> We could do a whole other hour of this stuff, man. But it's been fun, Definitely. Trey. We appreciate all the insight, knowledge, wisdom. Appreciate you. Bro. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Yeah. Definitely. You got All a great right. setup out here. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. All right. We'll see you guys next time. There you go.